Pray with me really quick. Lord, we do thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we pray, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, honor yourself tonight, reveal yourself through your word. And I pray these things and ask them in the name of Christ. Amen. Friends, the Bible is full of singing and songs. Sometimes those songs are of lament, confidence, wondering. Other times, however, there are, joy, there are joyous, full-throated, to quote Pastor Brian this morning, full-throated, loud singing of songs that the Bible describes as new songs. Often these types of new songs are found in context, particularly in the, in the, in the Psalms, of this victorious war and can be seen as joy and victory in those battles. Psalm 33, shout for the joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise benefits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp and the ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with those strings. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry, and he drew up he drew me up from the pit of destruction out of, the by, out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth to sing of praise to our God. And many will see and fear and put their trust in him. Our passage this morning, Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Psalm 144, I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a ten-string harp I will play to you who gives victory to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the cruel sword. There's Psalm 149 as well. Friends, there are other times, though, in the scriptures that we see this new song. And as Pastor Brian rep- um, noted this morning, that represents the specific praise of the redeemed. And it comes from a response of a specific act of deliverance that the Lord has done. Moses and Miriam, standing on the muddy banks of the Red Sea, Moses sings out, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider he's thrown into the sea, the Lord is my strength and my song. And he's become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. Well, that leads us tonight, friends, to this passage that we have in Revelation chapter 14. I want to read verses 1 through, um, one through 3, and then make two, two quick meditations on that. Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. And then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood a lamb, And with him, 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters, like the sound of loud thunder. And the voice I heard was like the the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn that song except the 144,000 who'd been redeemed from the earth. Friends, this scene that opens before the Apostle John is of the redeemed in heaven 
before this lamb, and they're singing. They're singing joyous, loud, full-throated songs. Brothers and sisters, note here that the reason for their singing, they sing because the Lord not only accomplished the deeds of which um, his redeemed sing, but they sing because he has given them a song to sing. We, we did a biblical theology course and seminar a few weeks ago, and hopefully you, if you attended, gained something from that. We talked about the idea of a typology, that David, for example, is one of those types. And friends, I think it's not too far to say here that if David as king is a type and a foreshadowing of Christ, and he is, so too is David as the psalmist, a foreshadowing of Christ who gives us his songs. In other words, the Lord gives the songs, and the Lord gives songs that are about him. So two meditations from this passage tonight. One, our song is, will be about, as the redeemed, and should be about the Lord who accomplishes the deeds of our salvation. In all of these instances of singing and songs, we're reminded, especially in Revelation 14, of what the Father has done through his Son. Note that the title that John gives to Jesus here is the Lamb. John's the only biblical writer that we have in the Scriptures who uses this title for Jesus in both his Gospel and his book of the Revelation. And with this title, John sets up one of the many paradoxes of the book of Revelation. John reminds us that on this Everest of mountains, which is Mount Zion, sits enthroned not only our sovereign king, the Lion of Judah, of whom we will sing and we'll find, when we finally see him face to face, but that our song will also give glory to the Lamb, who came as a sacrifice on behalf of sinners, such as all of us in this room. And that as that lamb, Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died as a sinless substitute in our place, on our behalf. Friends, the subtlety here, and that has eternal significance and value to it, is that the redeemed will sing in response to what the lamb has done, not what we've done. The warning here comes to, and if we're not careful, is that the imitation of Christ always turns to our works and our deeds and our goodness if it's not grounded in the imputed righteousness of Christ and in him alone. Friends, are you trusting in your own song before the Lord? Are you singing daily of your own deeds? If so, it's a fruitless goal. The righteous sing and will sing. But they sing not because of the righteousness that's in themselves. Friends, what we see here is that they sing because of what the Lamb has done for them on their behalf. If this is you, if you are singing your own deeds, the Scriptures is is replete on this, to repent of that sin, to confess the Lamb and what He's done for us and for you, and to turn to Him and faith and repentance and in faith. Number two, this other meditation that we get from this text. Please note that the Lord not only is the object about whom the redeemed sing this song, but he's the one who gives this new song. 
John says that no one could learn the song except the redeemed. And in the Lord's sovereign and kind goodness, he shows rebellious sinners like us. He shows us mercy. We don't get to make up the song. And by the way, in our rebellion, we didn't want to sing. But friends, this scene opens before us and before the Apostle John is once again one of the redeemed in heaven, before the Lamb. And they're singing this joyous, loud, full-throated song. Brothers and sisters, that's what the church is. It's this fellowship of forgiven people that worship, yes, in its full spectrum. And we sing. And we sing because of the glory of what God has done through his Son, through Christ. About two and a half weeks ago, I was reminded of this. I stood, much like I'm standing here this evening, and I stood beside of a casket, a small one, that held my grandmother. The woman uh, who was, in many ways, along with my mom, uh, responsible. Um, the Lord used for my own conversion. And as we sat in the outside singing, it was cloudy, and we were singing, we weren't singing. But as I stood up to speak, and I had the privilege of doing that, I stood there stunned by the fact that mm, no more than a week earlier, I'd received a phone call from my mom. My grandmother was in the latter stages of um, Alzheimer's. She barely could remember her name. Some most certainly couldn't remember my name. But she wanted to tell me something one day. And so I got on the phone, and my mom um, held the phone between she and my grandmother. And in a wobbly voice, a lady who could barely remember her name sang to me. And she sang a song about the resurrection. And I got to speak of that two, two and a half weeks ago. Friends, the Lord gives us a song. The question comes, what exactly one day will that song be? Well, I leave us tonight with this passage. I think Isaiah, in part, he's a prophet, right? I think Isaiah, in part, gives us a little hint of what we'll be singing together as a redeemed people before the Lion of Judah, before the Lamb of God. Isaiah, the prophet, says this. You'll say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O God. For though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I'll trust in him. I'll not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he's become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say, I will say on that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among his people. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he's done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout, sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. 
for great is your great in your midst is the holy one of Zion. Friends, let's pray.